trenches, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trenches, in the trench, in the trench, in the trenches. Welcome back to the Jewels from the Trenches podcast. Woo! I am here with my grandpa who has been an entrepreneur since 1981, and who is also a man of God. Hey, what's up, what's up? How's everybody doing? Glad to be here. <laughs> so today we're talking on wealth and building up wealth. Now, I know this is a popular topic. Um, a lot of times when people speak on this, we're talking about like the Black community, uh, Brown community. We talk about like uh, low income communities, but really this is a good topic for everyone because we know there's something in there for everyone. So to start off our topic, to build wealth, obviously we have to have a good foundation. So this starts with our beliefs. Um, you know, some, what are some things that people need to focus on before they can even think about making money? So like personality wise, um, common decency, things like that. Absolutely. You know, first of all, you, you need to be a people person mm -hmm. and you got to have a, 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 a giving spirit. You know what I'm saying? You got to, whatever you want to um, bring into your business or, or whatever you're trying to uh, do, then you got to project that same energy. You know, you, you got to be polite. You got to always, you know, even when you don't want to smile, you got to always wear that smile and you got to always be positive. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And just like also, uh, I, we were saying this in a previous conversation, uh, like reconditioning yourself to come out of those things that you were taught as a kid, like those bad mindsets of, you know, the way that we even spend our money, like to be business minded, it's not always going to be you first. Sometimes you got to sacrifice in order to uh, build up money when it comes to like saving money, building credit, uh, things like that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I mean, you know, a lot of us, we get a, uh, we have a, a misconception that when we do make money, that that money is ours, but you got to put that money back into your business. You got to put the money, you know, into whatever your products are, um, your insurances, you got to think about all that. And then sometimes you won't even get paid, but that's just part of the process, you know? Yep. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, like I know uh, another personality trait like is literally just accepting criticism because like you can know a lot of things, but when it comes to things like what you were saying, being a people person and really keeping that smile on your face and keep going when times get tough, that's you're going to have a lot of criticism. You're going to have a lot of things that you learn in the beginning, a lot of steps where you fall and, you know, things don't go your way, but you have to keep going and you can't keep going if you never accept criticism you are absolutely right about that and you got to have um you got to have good customer service and going into any business you got to look at it like you know you are providing a service you know so when you start talking about service you know the the prefix of that is serve so you got to be willing to serve and you got to think about the way i always look at it like the way uh, a waiter or a waitress has to serve you in the same kind of common decency you want them to show you, you have to show them. 
and you got you can't argue with them you know even though sometimes they'll be wrong but you still have to you know kind of take the high road and you know iron things out it's not just your business you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's just not your business you can't say i i i i i if you want to succeed you know what i'm saying it's very true it's very true um we did a previous episode on the podcast um that was called defining healthy part two with takia hassan and she was basically saying where well you know it's that idea that i can't give what i don't have so i gotta have myself taken care of first before i can even you know think about helping other people when we talk about building wealth we're talking about building up like whole communities of strong-minded you know individuals who can uh live and uh, the kind of life that they would want to live and it's not always so dependent on a nine to five job or you know the government for this and that so mm -hmm. absolutely and then the thing is you got to set good tangible goals you know you can't and you got to have a good you know mission statement you got to have good core values mm -hmm. you can't go into any type of business or trying to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and say, hey, I just want to make money, you know, because if, mm -hmm. if the money is your objective, you're going to be very disappointed quick. You know, you got to build to that place to where you can start seeing some profits and you got to learn how to, you know, reinvest your money. You can't just say, well, yeah, I got, you know, the young people say, yeah, I got to get the bag. I got to get the bag. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you get the bag, then what? You know, so you got to have everything, you know, you got to have a strategy and you got to have everything planned, planned out. You know what I'm saying? You can't just go into it and say, yeah, I got to get the money. That's that's you. You you fighting a losing battle, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's very true. Like even at work. um, in the field that I work in, we have our own list of work that we have to do for the day. So once we get our stuff handled, then we can go ahead and help other people with their list. And like what you were saying, uh, having a plan, <laughs> you can't just get out here and you know just uh, do whatever and hope something good comes of it because it's so much that goes into it. It's a lot of good planning. From people looking on the outside in, they might say, you know, you know, you started that business a year ago and look at how great it's doing, but there's so much that happens behind the scenes. There's so many people there's and voices so and research yeah. that's involved. And like in your own experience, like from planning to what you do now, um, you know, is there anything you could tell us about that process and just how long that took you or um, how much work that takes in planning? Well, you know, to be honest with you, when we first started, because we started out with a painting company, when me and my brother first started out, we started out, we already had experience painting because my dad, he was a painting contractor. So we learned at an early age, mm -hmm. you know, how the field part went. But then when we started getting into the business, that's what we had to learn, like hands-on. We didn't, you know, go to school or take any business classes. So it was like trial and error. You know, and we took a lot of losses, you know, a lot of hits. But as we, you know, kept going and kept going, we, we, we realized that we just had to just stick to it and be persistent and learn the ins and outs, learn how to budget. You know, we had to learn how to, even in business, especially if you got employees, you know, sometimes in the beginning, you may not even get paid, but you got to make sure all your, 
employees are paid. You got to make sure all your materials are taken care of. So that was one of the things that we had to learn early on. Just, you know, don't just, when you make the money, all the money is not yours. You know what I'm saying? You got other obligations that you have to feel. And the thing about that is, you know, if you don't have it in order, you're going you're gonna to learn really, really quick that, hey, this is not working. The other thing is, you got to be willing to be, just because you're the boss, you still got to be the hardest worker. Because actually, you know, you, it's, it's your responsibility to set that example to the rest of the guys to say, well, okay, if he'll do it, I know we, we should be doing it. You know, even to the day, I'm, I'll be 61 my birthday, and I still will go up on the roof. I still will go under a house, you know, because we do a lot of remodeling now, too. I still, you know, I get grimy with it. I go get it, you know what I'm saying? Because I know that I have to be an example, you know, and it's not, you know, anything you do too, you have to do it unto God. So you do it the best of your ability. You do it to the best of your ability, you know? So that's how I look at it. And that's, that's what makes a healthy, successful business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that part you said about how the stuff you get really isn't yours, because <laughs> when we look at the way things work, you know, like uh, you can buy a house and you can buy land and all of those things and you still got to pay taxes on them. It's yours, but, Absolutely. you know, you still have uh, somewhere else you have to direct that money. And then also, you know, from the perspective of being a Christian, too, like everything is really given to us. Nothing is really, truly like just ours. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. You know, and, and one, one of my favorite scriptures is uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And that simply means, you know, God will bless you in abundance, but it's going to take more to maintain what he's blessing you with. I mean, you just don't get attain a lot of substance and then sit on your couch. You know, it don't work like that. You know, you can't be out chilling. I mean, I that's one of the worst words i hate that word chilling mm-hmm. hey what you doing chilling man i ain't i don't have time to chill you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. thing about it is you know we we try to rest when we um can take vacations but we try to structure our time we try to be good stewards of our our time so with that in mind you really don't have time to chill you know you can set your schedule up where you can do fun things and you can do things with your family or your friends but for the most part there's no time to chill mm-hmm. for the sake of doing nothing right <laughs> a mental break you know right. is different exactly. but just just doing nothing for nothing you know is completely different <laughs> everything has a yes. purpose and an intention yes. behind it um it's like what you tell me you know people always say like oh I hope you know your day goes good and things like that and you always say have an intentional good day so it's what we make of it that's right that's a part of that entrepreneur mind that's right knowing that no matter what comes your way you're making something of that you're it's what you do with it exactly mm-hmm. and you know I have a little saying that I always say you know uh people say man I'm having a bad day I was like well really it's not a bad day you know, it's just how you perceive it, how you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, because God made the days for us and he don't make good days and bad days. So you may be just having a bad you or a bad attitude that day or just not feeling up to the task. But 
I just try to use my words wisely because I know it's so much power in words. Mm -hmm. So I never say I'm having a bad day. You know, mm -hmm. I don't believe in that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. And then also <laughs> the things that we might perceive as bad today, we might look back at that years from now, months from now, even tomorrow and say, you know what, that actually wasn't so bad. You know what, I actually learned something from that. I'm glad that happened. So yeah, that's, that's very true. Exactly. I mean, everything is a teachable moment. Everything is, I feel like everything is a test because just like you say, when you be going through something that's like you feel like it's just terrible the worst thing to ever happen then five years from now you'd be like mm -hmm. you forgot about it so it really wasn't that bad it's just how you how you perceived it as a person you know and you know that's the whole thing about life period you know your attitude is going to determine how far you go you know it's going to determine how fast you can get there or whether you need to be you know working on some patience you know, your attitude is what's going to determine all that because things don't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody want that microwave effect, but that mm -hmm. ain't where it's at. And that actually transitions me to my next topic. So this, we just talked about our foundation and the kind of mindset that we need to have to make money. So now concerning making the money, um, like you said, we are in that day and age. Everyone wants the microwave effect. You know, like I posted this one video, it went viral, and now I got a bunch of money, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's say even if that did happen, you would have to be ready. So concerning right. making money, we know there are a bunch of ways to do it. So in your opinion, Gramps, which one is better? Working for yourself or working for someone else? Definitely working for yourself. I mean... The good thing about working, the greatest thing about working for yourself is you get to manage your time. You know, you get to manage your time. You can set goals. You can wake up a little bit earlier, go to bed a little bit earlier or later, whatever the case may be. And you can accomplish those goals that you're trying to accomplish. You know, the nine to five is good, you know, until you get to the point where you can figure out what you want to do. Right. But it's 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 only gonna take you so high you know a lot of jobs you'd be on and they'll tell you straight up you know after 15 20 years well you know um you basically capped out mm -hmm. in other words you're at the, the top of the uh, of the rung you can't mm -hmm. go no higher so now you end up training some guy younger that his ways will go higher mm -hmm. you train him and then they know you out you you're on your way out the door so to me, it's like, mm -hmm. if you're really trying to accumulate, you know, generational wealth, working nine to five is not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. I have to agree with you on that one, because I, I've seen it too. I've heard it too. It's a sad story. You know, the whole thing about, you know, you go to college, you get your degree, and then you go into this nine to five and it's going to take you places and, you know, you might end up rich. Mm a little dramatic <laughs> because truly yeah. we should look yeah. at it as it is so I like what you said you said that uh basically you have to understand that whatever field you get into if it's going to be working for someone else there's going to be a limit there's going to be a cap so going into that space with that mindset I think is very important um, because you could use it to help build something for yourself now uh 
that was the key, right? Building for yourself. So let's say you started with no money. Of course, you can't have your own business when you have nothing. You have to start somewhere. So that's a good place for someone who eventually wants their own business working for someone else. But you have to keep the mindset that this is not where I want to stay. I'm working on moving up. I'm working on changing, but this is not where I want to stay. So I have heard some stories, uh, fairy tales to me. (laughs) They sound so crazy to me, um, where someone did actually work a nine to five job and they saved money. You know, they retired with their 401k pension savings investments, and they retired a millionaire. They worked at a bank. Now I, (laughs) I say this because it's not every day. And especially with the way that things are going, I hear a lot of people saying young people do not depend on a 401k you don't even know if you're going to get it. Do not depend on social security and all these things. Have investments now, have uh, assets now, uh, stocks, whatever you can get into. Absolutely. And that's so true because if you think about it, it's the same thing with, um, I mean, life period in the whole system is numerics. It's all numbers. So, you know, the games that are being played by the powers of be that be, you know, it's all about the numbers. They don't even look at you as a name. You're still a number. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Everything is numbers. So, you know, you got your, you got your FICA score. You got your, mm-hmm. you know, all these different numbers. So once you learn that number system and you learn how to, um, you know, create good habits, you know, getting your credit score good, you know, why would you let somebody else invest when you can invest in yourself you know what i'm saying so what they're doing they're taking your money that you're um accumulating in social security and they invest in it you know uh the 401k they invest it that's why it's risk and it goes up and down you could do that yourself you can cut them out and what they try to bank on is you know now that people are living longer they try to bank on uh you're not spending all that money that you paid in especially with the interest that's accumulated on that. So it's a it's a number game. And that's what you have to understand that, you know, the whole system of, of however you you gotta you gotta work. Man don't work, man don't eat. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it, the whole system is it would be more to your advantage to be your own business owner, even if you have to start out doing a little something on the side, you know, until you can get it off the ground. I would employ you to do that than to just say, okay, I'm going to just work the job 30 years and get my pension. Because they do, like people live longer, so what do they do? They raise the age of retirement. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a game that they play, you know? Mm-hmm. They moved the line. <laughs> yeah, they moved. I was almost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then in our community, by the time we're 65 and 70, we're not watching our intake of you know what we put in our body we're not what eating the right foods and trying to live a clean life we're not gonna live too much past 70 70 75 no way i mean i mean the stacks yeah. they show you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you know if you overweight at 70 uh you might make it to 75 might make it to 80 but they bank on that you yeah. know what i'm saying i mean they got the stacks they keep up with those stats for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. Again, so much numbers. is planned. Yeah, that we don't even think about because it's a whole lifestyle. <laughs> if you're working so much that you exactly. can't actually take care of your health, you can't um like you don't feel comfortable to take off of work when you feel sick. I'll just work through it. You know, you never uh get to see your family, you never work out, <laughs> you don't have time to research new healthy ways to eat right. Like, yes, you are correct. It is definitely all working against us. Uh, but having that mind instead of Absolutely. wanting to do better and to get out of that and to uh break out of that mold break out of that box um you you start to see things differently absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely well you know just to just, just to put it just like what you're saying you know you got to you have to uh, change your mindset you know not to be so spiritual and on the bible side which i am you know i, I believe i'm a true believer and you know the bible tells us you know that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to renew it, it's not just a one-time thing. It's mm-hmm. like you got to reinvent that thing as many times as you can because things change all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you just keep the same mindset, you're going to be left in the dust. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to renew your mind. You got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, you know, I think that that's one of the things that we have to do too. We have to get, reprogram and deprogram Mm -hmm. because we think that it's a certain way growing up looking at it like you said you know the idea thing for everybody everybody oh you need to go to college where everybody's not college material you know Mm -hmm. somebody gotta do this road work somebody gotta do this you know (laughs) you know somebody gotta do this construction stuff Mm -hmm. you know but they take stuff like coding out of schools and they take mm-hmm. auto mechanics out of school. So it's a program. You have to really look at it. They want to get everybody on technology. Mm-hmm. This way they can keep up with what you're doing. They can monitor you. They can, you know, be, there's no expectation of privacy, period. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just, uh, it's just something to be aware of. We really have to be focused and, and understand what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. So back to the topic of business uh, and, you know, working for yourself. So now that we established (laughs) having your own is definitely better Um, when it comes to having your own business. So what is the better way? Is it going to be that new way of doing things, which is that social media based business, Um, you know, Instagram, YouTube, uh, social media famous kind of thing? Or would it be having that uh, brick and mortar kind of business or even something that's uh, like more of a contract type of thing? I would say I would say the contract and the because brick and mortar is going away. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the contracts and the social media, because you can reach so many people at the same time. You can reach millions of people or whatever your audience is or whatever, or whoever you're trying to reach, you can, you can reach them instantly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The thing about that though, if your business is not ready, I mean, whatever products you got, if you Mm -hmm. can't get them out, you know, you, you, you got to be mindful of that too. But I would say the contracting part, because this way you, you're more in control of what you can produce and reproduce. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Trenches in the trench, 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 in the trench
Um, so when we look at business, we know that it's not just receiving that, that heavy focus on what I can get. But like you said in the beginning, it's giving. It's uh, being the greatest ruler is being the greatest servant. Um, Absolutely. We know that from the example of Jesus, but we also know from our own lives, when you give, you receive and you feel better too. <laughs> you're not Absolutely. worried about what can I get? You know, uh, you're actually helping people. And that, that is what God wants. That is serving. That is uh, a part of our kingdom task. Um, the things that we do as Christian, it's serving, it's helping other people. Um, so in order to build these communities of wealth, right? A part of that is supporting the businesses that you would like to see more of. So I know a lot of times, you know, we might say, well, I want these new Jordans, for example. But why do you want these new Jordans? And you spoke to me about right. that before. Is it because everybody else wants them? Or is it because you truly like this shoe? But even so, with you truly liking this shoe, out of all the shoes in the world and all the things that you could buy and afford to get, you can get something else. So my question is, why don't we? Why don't we support that one business that might not be as popular, but you know they have really nice products, really good quality? Well, I think we have we 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 have trust issues, you know, and we worry about what everybody else is gonna think too, you know. Well, you know, a lot of us um, we don't we don't, and sometimes it's bad experiences, you know, because some of the the um, black owned businesses they could be a little abrupt, and well, that's in all businesses too, because I I've done some work for a decorator. And she's, you know, Caucasian and she's got it going on, but her attitude is not good. She won't take responsibilities when she make a mistake. She throw everybody under the bus. You know, you can't do that. Just mm -hmm. like you were saying earlier, you know, trying to serve and give, you know, uh, I was brought up on the golden rules. Just do unto others if you had them to do unto you. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had no problems you know what i'm saying and that's what i do you know i try to i try to treat people like i want to be treated you know sometimes you know you even get tempted we're gonna always be tempted to cut that corner or take that shortcut then be like no nah, i'm gonna go ahead you know you'd be like man they're not gonna see this right here and they'd be like nah i'm gonna go ahead and do it but that's when you're being tested you know yes. <laughs> that's when you're being tested you have to pass the test to just do the right thing that's that's what it's all about you know, even though some of our businesses are not as, you know, good as other businesses, you know, it's okay to, you know, make a, you know, constructive criticism or put something in the suggestion box or whatever you got to do to try to build that because a lot of people just haven't been taught, you know, and they just program that, you know, this is better because it's got this name on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... That's my take on it. I just think that we just have to be, we have to learn how to think for ourselves and not be manipulated by, you know, popular demand or social media or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, we have to learn how to think for ourselves. What do you really want? And I think that's the problem, especially like you look at people that go to college for four or five, six years, and they don't even go into that field they went to school for because the whole time they didn't even know what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
So we have to figure out what we want. That's part of that planning process. So what do you really want? What's the end game? You know, we, we, I'm a chess player and that's part of the things that we think about when we set up our strategy for a chess, chess game. What is the end game? The end game is I want to trap your king. How am I going to get that done? That's the same thing with a business plan, you know, or planning your life or your future. You got to, you got to figure out what, what are you really trying to do? You know, if you can't do that, then you're just kind of spinning your wheels. You're making the money, but you're not, you're not seeing any, uh, you're not seeing any progress. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely what you said about having a goal and a plan. Um, I think sometimes this also goes with what uh, we just said about kind of that that mindset of I want what's popular and not really what's best for me or not what could be better or more enjoyable. Um, our goals, we everyone wants to drive the same car. Everyone wants to marry yeah. the same kind of people. Everyone yeah. wants to uh, live in the same kind of house. And, you know, we all, we all have this and we all have that. But this goes with money too, right? Building wealth, because a lot of people say, I want to be mega rich. I want to drive this. I want to have a mansion. I want to live here or I want to be famous. But truly, I have to ask, and I even said this for myself before, do I prefer rich or do I prefer comfortable, right? Because right. let's be real. I, I don't think I would enjoy being overly rich, right? Because to whom much is right. uh, given, given, you know? Much is required. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, the average, the average billionaire only sleeps three hours out of 24. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Wow. I mean, because how can you rest? Because now that I got all this money, I got to figure out how I'm going to keep it. How I'm going to keep people from trying to take it from me. Mm-hmm. More money, more problems. I think that was one of Biggie's songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live. I, I want to live a stress-free life. And that's what I do for the most part. You know, I don't go beyond my means i don't buy brand new cars anymore i used to do that back in the day you know i can i can get by with you know being comfortable just Mm -hmm. like you said i don't i don't need to be rich you know then you got to worry about who's trying to somebody always trying to stab you in the back Mm -hmm. or do something you know Mm -hmm. just for the love of money man Mm -hmm. you know so we have to we have to reinvent ourselves and think about really and truly what do you want what do you really want I mean, and then ask yourself, why do you want it? Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's and true. see, I used, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of drinking, smoking, partying, just like everybody else. And you know how I stopped? Not by AA, not by NA. I stopped by asking myself the question, why? Why are you doing this? I couldn't come up with a good answer. So I was like, nah, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know. Seriously, that's how that, and that's the way it should be. We should be to, you know, talk to ourselves and come up with the best thing and the best solution for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I had a question uh, that someone asked me the other day. So I'm gonna ask you this question because it's a good question. They said, "Is it a good idea for uh, a people who were once oppressed to start businesses that were once that we were once?" looked down uh for 
So for example, like a maid service, a shoe shine service, uh, being a janitor, things like that. Do you feel that those kind of jobs hold uh, the black community back um, or uh, the low income community back when people say, hey, I wanna go and reinvent that moment. I wanna go ahead and get a job like that. <laughs> and it is their own business. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's according to the plan though. It's mm -hmm. according to the plan. And the plan is for you to uplift that and make it to where it's not um, a derog derogatory business or something that's looked down on. You may want to make this, it could be a mega business, you know? Mm -hmm. You could start a cleaning service. Okay, you may start out doing houses. Next thing you know, you're doing commercial buildings. Next thing you know, you're making, you know, half a million dollars a year with a crew of 40 people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you can't really, it's, it's really what's, what's your passion, you know, what's your passion and don't worry about what people think. That's, that's my take on it. I mean, what is your passion? I used to like to work on cars, but I got to the point where I didn't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, it was fun when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? Cause I could keep my car running, save money. I still don't get me wrong. I still do something if I had to, but but I don't have a passion for it. So if you if you if you have a passion for cleaning, hey, be the best cleaner you can be, and make it as big as you can make it. But the only thing I do is plan it. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and I hear you with the passion too, because I uh, used to work on cars more than I do now. <laughs> and yeah. that stuff can catch up with you quick, <laughs> depending on what the job is. You who. Yep. Oh man, especially laying on your back underneath mm -hmm. that's with transmissions and oil pans. Yep. Yep. After I had to change the um <laughs> rod bearings in my engine, uh, I was good. I it was the the winter break right before I had to start back at school and I had to get that stuff straight. I was outside in the cold, but it's another story for another time. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to do that kind of stuff no more. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Oh, yes, definitely what you said. It's the way in which you do it. So if you're having fun with it, it's a passion for you and you are not making it a derogatory thing. <laughs> right. And guess what? Somebody's got to do it. That's right. Somebody's, Somebody's got to do, do it. So why not be the best at it and make it the best, make it the biggest. And it's something that you, it's a good way to minister to people too, because you got people on the entry level, they may not have education, they need those jobs. You know, you teach them how to be, you know, a good team leader. You teach them how to be the best cleaner. You teach them how to be on time. You teach them how to be punctual and, and polite. And this thing, you know, you, you created a, a avenue for somebody else. You created a supervisor or, or another business owner even, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you gotta look at it like that. I don't look at it, I look at, everything i see the good in everything in other words yeah no that's so true so this actually transitions me to my next topic um i've been you know looking at media looking at the news and you hear stories of uh celebrities building their own communities they're like you know what i'm tired of this i'm gonna start my own town i'm gonna start my own little uh place i'm gonna buy a bunch of land 
Um, so like we know Kanye West, he has a bunch of land. We know Akon is uh, trying to build his own city or I don't know how far he's gotten in the uh, building process, but I think he's gotten really far. Um, we've got a rapper like uh, Young Thug and uh, just so many people. Tyler Perry has his own studio. Um, all of these are different communities. So in your opinion, what do you think? Uh, is it possible for us to even have our own successful communities? And by successful, for those of you who don't know, I define success as basically being low crime, high ranking education on healthy land in a high quality of life. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's great um, that you explain it like that. And I think it's possible. But just like you said, the main ingredient in all that is education. We have, to, we have to get our people educated to where they understand that really what's going on right in front of them and they don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, a lot of these people are great examples because you got people like Tyler Perry that came from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot of these rappers that came from nothing. So, you know, it's doable, mm-hmm. but people just have to get on board. That's just like the uh, entertainment industry, how you know, these record companies, that's why I'm glad a lot of people going independent too, because these record companies, they push all this negative stuff and it sells records and that's all mm-hmm. they care about, selling records. So if we can get some of these guys is doing it to, re- to really pull the covers back and show what the whole thing is about, I think that we can build a great, great, great communities. I mean, you know what I'm saying? that will, you know, create generational wealth the way it should be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And I believe it is possible. So the question is now, how do we do this? Do you believe in buying back the block or starting fresh? I think you have to do a little of both because if you don't buy back the block, then you're leaving a lot of people behind. You know, you leave a lot of people behind and, uh, like uh, we was talking about earlier, I think that our leaders, our so-called leaders, the reason why they don't speak up and 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 tell the truth and the way the way things supposed to be going is because they're being backed by. I'm gonna just go ahead and say it by the enemy, and um, the enemy, they're puppets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You see these guys come out when it's a you know cops shooting a black kid, but you don't see them coming out just on a regular daily basis. Like the thing in, um, what was that? The place where they had the water thing. Uh, I can't think of it now, where the water was contaminated. I, I mean, you never you never heard of none of these guys coming and going to the government and making them do something about it. Mm-hmm. But it's all about publicity. We need more leaders that will stand up and, and, and tell the truth. You know, that's what I think. I think that we're going to have to have. But they can't be afraid to, to die for the cause either. I mean, mm-hmm. in order to save a nation, somebody's got to die, you know? Uh-huh. Got to get your hands dirty to get the job done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to be willing to take uh, criticism and, and lies and slander and all this stuff. Yeah, definitely. And actually going back to the conversation that we had earlier. Yeah, this is true. So um, in order to have that community, you need someone to lead it. So definitely uh, the church, 
even though, you know, in America, we have church separated from state, all those kind of things, just within our regular communities, the church should be that voice of leadership, but it's not necessarily like that. The church should be the one teaching and speaking and uh, going out to bring people in, not necessarily so much a focus on the, we're fighting each other, you know, Uh, and that shouldn't be the case where you have uh, wolves come in the church. They're coming in, you know, we need to be going out. <laughs> we need to be getting exactly. uh, people in. So, yeah. Well, you know, now the church, especially the mega church, is more entertainment than, you know, what it's supposed to be. You know, they're supposed to be going out into the hedge and highways, but they haven't, I mean, the, the the church now, especially mega church, you know, you got the great music, you got the entertainment of preaching, you got, you know, it's just, it's a show, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a show. And it does supposed to be separation between state and church, but is that really true? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. The church is being, you know, 501c exempt and this and that, they still been run by the government because the government's telling, hey, you have to do this, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. You have to perform, you know, gay marriages. You have to, you know, do this, you have to do that. So is it really separated? Right. Mm -hmm. Not so much (laughs) separation as government over church. (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. Mm -hmm. It's, It's really a mess you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I thank God for people like you, you know, that's trying to make a difference, and that's what it's going to take, it's going to take more people with a collective effort to just try to make a difference, some kind of way, you know, I don't care if it's just a, a kind word to somebody that, you know, needs uh, a listening ear, you know, uh, it's not all about money all the time, it's about just being there, to let somebody know that you really love them, you really care about them, and you know you don't, you don't, you're not in this world by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it's going to take: collective effort and more real leaders, more of these preachers. I mean, these preachers now they worry about being called the bishop and the apostle and the, you know, whatever, man. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, call me servant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so. amazing because <laughs> none of us are better than Jesus. <laughs> exactly. He's the most humble. And that's what we should all strive to be. And and it's like you said, it's a collective effort. So when we talk about a community, it's not built overnight. These are the people working in the hospital. These are the people working in the schools. These are the people uh who are the business owners, uh, the people Absolutely. who create the community. Absolutely. And then the people that's the backbone of it, they're not, especially teachers. I feel so, so sorry mm-hmm. for teachers in the South because they don't make that much money, but they have a passion for what they're doing. They're educators and they're trying to, you know, steer these kids in the right direction. But there again, you know, what kind of curriculum is really going into the kids, you know? So it's, it's kind of, you know, it's sad. Yeah, it is. It is. And I do see that change happening. Uh, there's a lot of stuff being put in the uh, school curriculum that is made to look like it's an all-inclusive thing, but truly it's not of God. 
And uh, this goes right. back to what we were saying. If you want to talk about building wealth, it's that basis. You have to have the foundation, which is truly spiritual wealth, which we spoke on in a previous episode on this podcast. But basically, the beginning of all knowledge is the fear of God, right? The beginning of all wisdom is the fear of God. That foundation is how is your heart? <laughs> how do you treat people? Exactly. Common decency. It's, uh, uh, you know, being open-minded. Someone gives you criticism. Um, you accept it, you know, and you learn from it and you move forward. And then absolutely, we also spoke on, okay, well, now that we have a foundation, how do we make money? You can look at, you know, businesses uh, working for yourself or working for someone else. <laughs> and then in terms of working for yourself, there are so many ways to do it. You can have a brick and mortar business. You can have a social media based business. You can have a contract position, but it's all within that same mind of keeping those uh, foundations and those principles and using them to not just receive, but give support the other people, you know, who are out here, uh, being a part of that great community that you would like to see um, absolutely yeah having that sense of connection with people and then also what are your goals like so are you wanting to be rich and famous or do you want to be comfortable what's more important to you why do you believe what you believe and then finally for us to have our own community would it be best for us to buy back the blog or to start fresh? Well, it depends on that specific community. It depends on the people, but truly you would need both. Truly, it starts with our leaders. It starts with the people who have a voice. So what we're doing with our podcast, so uh, what we do every day when we speak to people, helping people, we're part of the church, we're part of the body of Christ. It's those everyday things that God calls us to do. We're walking in his will. And this is all a part of building wealth. This is all a part of building a healthy community. And is there anything else that you would like to add? I would just like to say that, you know, our true wealth is our health. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our true wealth. Yeah, we need money. We need, you know, to do what we need to do. But I'd rather be, you know, comfortable and a good bill of health. Not on any, I don't take any medicine. Like I said, I'll be 61 in June. You know, I try to just, I try to eat healthy, you know. I said, you know, yeah, I fall out the way. I get a little fried chicken every now and then, you know. And I think we all do that. But I'm just saying our health, our wealth is our health. I'm going to just add that because a lot of bad eating goes on in the church and they promote all that good old macaroni and cheese and all that fried chicken and the collard greens with them ham hocks in it and all that. But these are supposedly the people of God, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I, I just I just like to put that out there because they look down at the drug addict and the alcoholic, but then they'll go to the buffet and glut. I mean, mm-hmm. sin is sin and the alcoholic may outlive you with all that that high cholesterol and diabetes and all that stuff you put in your body. So mm-hmm. I would just like to add that little part. <laughs> 
That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's a part of changing our mindset. It's like every area of life God cares about. Even the stuff that sometimes we're conditioned to think, oh, God ain't worried about that. He don't care about it. He does. He sees it all and he does. It's the same God who numbers the hairs on our head. So surely he cares about what we eat. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. So. Mm-hmm. so that was definitely a jewel drop there. And <laughs> thank you for adding that in there. Our health is our wealth, y'all. You didn't hear that. <laughs> our health is our wealth. <laughs> All right, right. So that has been our episode on building wealth. Thank you for being on the show, Gramps. And thank you all for Absolutely. watching. We will catch Absolutely. you all on another episode of Jewels from the Trenches podcast. Woo! Peace. In the trench. In the trenches. In the trench. In the trench. In the trenches. In the trenches. In the trenches. In the trench. In the trench. In the trenches.